So welcome back. I'm Paul Unger, editor of Placetech. Today, I'm joined by Michael Sarunis, managing partner of Hazelview Investments and co-head of real estate, and by Roger Poirier, co-founder of Hazelview Ventures, the new VC arm of Hazelview, which started a year ago. A bit of background in terms of Hazelview, they employ a global investment and asset management team of more than 80 people across offices in Toronto, New York. Hong Kong and Hamburg and manage a portfolio of assets under management of 11 billion Canadian dollars. Um, So we want to get behind the headlines in VC and property deals in this series and understand how you get uh, started along this path and and also how it's going and some of the lessons learned, the the good, the bad um, from real estate, getting into tech investment. Um, So I'll start with with you, Michael. how did you get started on this uh, th- this journey into uh, tech investing from a real estate perspective? Yeah, thank you. I think you know for us, um, you know there was there wasn't a, you know just an, an aha moment that happened at, at a point in time as as the as the market for property investment has become you know more and more efficient. Uh, you know we we really started to look at going okay, well, you know we we know what we can do to the physical asset side of it by way of renovations to a property to make it more uh you know know, whether it be visually uh enhanced or uh you know better monetized etc for our clients and customers but then started looking at okay well now how can we take that one step further and use technology to help improve our operations to help improve the efficiency uh, of, of 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 an asset, uh, you know, going forward. So, you know, as as you know, as as ESG has become a much more relevant theme in, in property investment, um, you know, looking at ways, you know, where could we use technology to, uh, you know, perhaps improve energy efficiency? Where can we use technology to reduce waste? Where can we use technology to, uh, you know, enhance a customer experience? So, you know, as, as, as we continue to kind of always look for ways that we can add value to our, to our properties and, and by adding value, uh, it's, you know, where's there a positive impact for our tenants and for our customers and ultimately where's there a positive uh, impact for our investors and where's there a positive uh, impact for the, you know, for, for the, for the economy and, uh, and, and the environment as a whole. So, um, you know, it's, it's something that has, you know, probably uh, evolved over, over, uh, over the last number of years. And, and I think, you know, with a lot of things during the pandemic, a lot of trends, uh, you know, were accelerated and uh, we, we really shifted a focus to, to, uh, you know, to accelerate our thinking in terms of how we can you know, use technology and, and, uh, and, and like to, to improve our, our offerings. Okay. And uh, I guess that's where you, you come in, Roger, in terms of uh, the, the investment side around tech. Well, it's interesting. Our, our, um, as as Mike suggested, we're rather atypical from a VC perspective. So I jokingly say we're VC on training wheels because our primary objective is really to enhance that of our investors in the real estate businesses' uh, returns, and then we we focus on helping entrepreneurs really drive their initiatives while testing and scaling on our platform, on our real estate platform. So it's, it's, it's a little atypical in the sense that we are very, um, I would say results driven, but more 
solutions uh, results driven than immediately financially results driven. Okay, and and what's your sort of scouting process? What's the criteria when you're looking for potential investments? Well, well, I think it's evolved a little bit and, and in a very short period of time, because a lot of the things that we would think of as prop tech tenant apps, um, you know, all of the handheld held device type of initiatives are quite ubiquitous now. And, and so our focus is really more on, um, I, I think the, the bigger bang opportunities are more on the build tech side. Um, and combining some of those with with the prop tech initiative. So, um, what we our primary focus for investment is is it something that our team of experts believe that we can really benefit from as an organization? And two, is our involvement going to have a material impact on the company? That's great. So in terms of how you've organized yourselves in, internally at Hazelview, I, I, I find this, uh, the, the, the management side of, of prop tech and, and build tech really, really interesting of how organizations handle this, because it's, it's not easy for property to, to innovate. We've all heard about how slow it is to adopt new ideas. Um, how have you approached this as, as an organization? Yeah, I mean, I, I think from from our side, one of the benefits that we have at Hazelview is having a, a fully vertically integrated platform from the you know, property management side to the development management side to the investment side. So, you know, we're able to take advantage of you know, the size and scale that we have on our platform. Um, you know, we, we work with our operations team really to kind of test pilot some new ideas, some new technologies that we're working on, test them in, you know, a regional or local marketplace, understand, you know, how they're working, where they're efficient, where perhaps they're, they're not, and really understand what's the value driver for the end customer, the end user with that, with that technology. So, you know, we typically, you know, we'll work to go ahead and pilot that on, you know, a, a smaller uh, subset of, of properties within within our larger portfolio. And then, you know, we have the benefit of, of scale of being able to roll things out nationally over yeah, throughout Canada uh, across our entire portfolio. So that kind of gives us the benefit of, of, of starting small, understanding how it works, and then rolling that out. And then, you know, our, our belief is that's really the value add that our that, that we feel that we provide kind of throughout the value chain, both to the companies who we're looking to help support, and then back to our residents, customers, tenants, and investors of, uh, of, of how that can work. Because if, if it's something that works really well on our platform, um, whether that be on the build tech side of, of assets that we're building or on the operational side for efficiencies, um, you know, we have quite a bit of uh, conviction that that will, will also serve to work well for, for others. So it kind of gives us, you know, a really great launching pad for it. And, and, and uh, you know, we're able to use our, our platform to do that. And, and uh, talk to us about the uh, investments you've made so far. It, uh, those, is it three companies? Is that right? Um, and, and what results you're, you're seeing from those? Are there any that are really, um, that are really working well? Yeah, so I can take that, Mike. I think, um, so we've had three. We've got an end-to-end process um, marketing and leasing uh, company, which is a software platform called Renty. Uh, and they have, uh, they started, when we looked at them initially, they were in 
I think 12,000 doors in Canada. That was about a year ago. They're now in 60,000 and we're rolling them out across our network currently. And so that means that the pilot's gone really well. So uh, that one is doing quite well. We have another, which is called Sweet Spot, um, which is uh, an all-in-one mobile application to manage complete make-ready process inspections and documentation work orders. Uh, They've actually broken out of Canada and are doing well in the U.S. as well. So uh, that one we are working with uh, system-wide. And then the last and probably the highest impact is actually a build tech called Augmenta, which we just press released that came out of stealth mode recently, and it's generative design for buildings. Um, and really, really, really exciting for us uh, with a bunch of news coming. So still early days in terms of the adoption here in Canada, but I would expect that their first pilots will come out shortly. And, and what was the thinking around the decision to go down this route of having your own venture firm rather than invest in an existing prop tech VC fund like a, a lot of people do? You know, I'll let Roger uh, f- further elaborate, but one of the things, again, that why we wanted to be more active in the space as opposed to being an investor is, you know, we feel we have the platform where, where you know, technologies can be sort of beta tested uh, through our platform. So when we looked at it, we said, yeah, we could go ahead and invest in other companies, other VC funds, and, you know, they'll turn around and probably want to use, you know, the the real value that we have, which is that platform to test something on. So it seemed a bit um, you know, counterproductive to, to, to give capital to someone else to have them use our platform to, uh, to, to, to test a product. So, you know, we felt with, uh, with the size and scale that, that, that we have, um, it would be you know, probably better suited for the entire process for us to, to, to be an investor directly into, into the company uh, who, who has that supporting technology and allow them to use and, and try it on our platform, like I said, and, and we have lots of conviction that if it is really working here, that's something that can be rolled out uh, across you know, to, to other users and, and participants. Okay, great. Roger, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I would just say this allows us to to really focus in on the the, the applications that are most compelling for us uh, as a company, and so we will invest in fewer companies. And I can get into why that that happens, but it's really just simply uh, onboarding bandwidth limitations. But we go really deep with the companies we invest in. We really help them, and if we're investing and in onboarding them, we really care about that that market segment. And so it really allows us to focus our efforts. Yeah, yeah, sure. And um, is there a, a sum, is there a figure for the amount of money that you've set aside for a pot for, for this initiative? I, I would say that we're working off of a roll and close because as we see investments that we find compelling, um, I would suggest for good ideas, there's always money. And so our typical investment size is between one million and four million USD, um, depending on when in the process we're investing. Okay, and would you see yourselves bringing other investment partners in with you? So we do have external investors, but they're all part of the real estate or builder construction ecosystem. So I think. Um, some of our investing partners are really interested in just having us do the legwork 
And, and then if it's compelling enough for them to start onboarding it themselves, as we've done with two of our portfolio companies as well already. Okay. And, and any, any names that we would know, anyone you want to mention and give a name check to that's investing alongside? Well, I don't think we're in a position to do that, unfortunately. Okay. And how long would you, would you see yourself staying in? Is there a sort of exit plan for, uh, for your investments? We're not really focused on, as I said, I think we're a little, a little different and a little more pragmatic in terms of what we deem success for our investments. Our, our primary objective is to ensure that um, whatever applications we're investing in really help our LPs and our organization overall. So that's the first, I think, check mark for success. Uh, and then if that happens, um, the financial output and gains should follow. And, and we're also not constrained by, you know, which are we investing in pre-seed, seed A or B. We can invest in any of them. And we also plan on follow-on investment. I think the next money you put in once you've been that close to a situation and know how well it works is actually easier money to put in. So we actually expect to co-invest and we're not so worried about uh, the exit, frankly. Okay. And, and Mike, any lessons learned um, for, for where you've maybe got, got things wrong or things that haven't worked out that uh, you would advise other people about if they were to follow the same path? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the, the, the lessons that we've taken to heart is really when looking to onboard something, um, you know, starting starting small with that pilot to get it fully integrated into our platform. Um, you know, I think if you go too broad too quickly, you really need on the operational side to have engagement from all your internal stakeholders to you know, want to make that technology uh, a success. So I think you know, starting, starting it off small, piloting it well, um, you know, and, and kind of working the kinks out, so to speak, <clears throat> is what we found to be pretty successful. And, and that's really the approach that, that we continue to employ as, as we go along. Um, and, and really spending a lot of time up front, uh, you know, Roger and, and uh, some, of the, some of the team who works with him and, and our operation team spent a lot of time up front really understanding what is the value proposition that, that the investment is going to have for us as operators, what value proposition is it going to have to our end customers and our end tenants, and, and how is that value proposition really going to drive to our to our overall goals and objectives uh, with you know with these investments and, and our broader portfolio going forward so you know we see a lot of really interesting ideas um, but taking the time to really vet and understand the value prop um, I think substantially reduces any time you spend going down the uh, you know the, the rabbit hole on, on something that just may not totally align with you know with with the objectives that we have yeah and has that helped with overcoming any potential resistance from people that are really doing like you say the operational teams that are, are doing uh, these tasks um on the ground to get them uh, get them to, to buy in and use these new tools yeah for sure i mean they're, they're, you know our operations team is the one who's on the ground and, and feet on the street who are implementing, uh, you know, if there, if there's, if it's a technology that's being used at the property operational level or development team, if it's in build tech, they're the ones going to be working with trade partners, et cetera. So, you know, really having them understand the value of the technology and the value of, 
uh, that, that, it, that it will that it'll bring is is really key in order to get their engagement level high and to get them excited ultimately about, about using it. So, um, you know, a lot of communication and education around that component at the onset, um, I think really fully utilizes and maximizes, if, if you really like the technology, its ability to be successful on the platform. Yeah, absolutely. And where would you say when you look at your peers in Canada and elsewhere where you're active, where would you say that property, that real estate and construction is in, in terms of how far advanced is it along this journey into digital transformation? I mean, I, I feel if we look around at a peer group, um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, but it's probably more my story, feels you know, still relatively in the infancy of where we're going, you know, potentially lagging a little bit behind some other countries. But, you know, I, I think technology, especially in Toronto with the tech talent that we have here is, is really picking up and the speed at which it's accelerated over the last few years has been, been remarkable. Um, you know, the technology scene in, in, in Toronto and Canada has really, really seemingly exploded. So, you know, perhaps where we were a little bit behind, I think we're, we're doing a great job catching up on it. And, and I think the, there's a lot of really great ideas and concepts and technologies that are out right now. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of them are still in a proof of concept stage where you're trying to understand, you know, you, you, you potentially can have a measurement on what the benefit is, whether that be on, um, you know, it's, it's something on the build tech side with regards to uh, improving energy efficiency, reducing greenhouse gases, et cetera. It's still a little bit hard to quantify the return uh, and, and the economic benefit of that right now. There's the environmental and the social benefit of it, um, which is it can be a little more qualitative and, and you know, easier to maybe perhaps define. Um, but it's still understanding what is the actual return on investment that a lot of these technologies are providing. I still think that is still very much in the early innings of understanding what what works and what provides a really good return, because um, ultimately that's where we want to invest our capital dollars is on things that will not only have a great environmental and social benefit, but also you know provide our, our, our residents and customers great experience and also um, you know provide really strong returns on on, on our investment. Sure. And, and Roger, having come into a property focused role 12 months ago, how would you uh, rate the, the, the state of uh, the digital transformation and the, the take up so far in this industry? Well, cl- clearly it's early days, um, but there's but there's certainly a great will uh, to move this forward. And we certainly see it in the Canadian ecosystem. And obviously it's, it's the same in, in the U S and in Europe. So, um, we think there's, uh, there's a great desire to drive it forward. As Mike said, we've got great talent here in Canada and, um, and, and I think you're really going to see it accelerate. Um, we're, uh, we're quite excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just to, to, to close, um, are there particular pain points within the business that you've identified, right, the next year or two, these are the where we're looking for tech solutions to these, these problems within the organization that you're going hunting for? There's been a, you know, I think globally, as, as everyone's experiencing quite a bit of inflation on the global side, um, building costs have risen materially. So understanding where prop tech can lead to, 
you know, to more, you know, to, to, to greater efficiency and less waste ultimately in that space that can hopefully reduce some of those building costs as, you know, things such as, you know, carbon taxes, et cetera, that, you know, are, are considered uh, greenhouse gases, you know, where you're able to significantly reduce that and try to get assets down to, uh, you know, as, as people move towards targets to, to reduce those as much as possible. You know, those are things that are going to be, you know, very impactful and I think will continue to be, um, you know, very much, very, very much focused on over the next number of years um, because the, they're they're going to result in they they do result in material costs uh, and, and can significantly affect uh, you know performance at, at the asset level. Um, so you know I think that is a you know focus on on on, on technologies that can can improve energy efficiencies uh, once an asset is built. Uh, technologies that can be incorporated into the design as you're building and and technologies that can uh, you know, prevent prevent waste, uh, you know, I think are, 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 are going to be very important and, and things that, you know, are, are, are much more relevant than, you know, just your basic, you know, consumer, uh, you know, consumer applications or consumer experience things. I think, I think yeah, it's going to be bigger. Sure. So no, no, no pressure there then, Roger, you've just got to solve, solve inflation. <laughs> but I was going to say that, that the nice thing about um, some of the focus areas that Mike's touched on is that you know, there are only so many things that you can throw at your property management team at any given time. And that's the bandwidth issue I was telling you about. Um, so we can look at adding one or two new companies a year into that big process. Uh, but when it comes to retrofitting uh, new build, we can look at many, many different companies and applications, and that gives us greater, greater kind of scale and breadth of opportunity. So that's really a big focus for us. And, um, and we're really excited by companies that we're already seeing right now that we're looking forward to investing in and, and, and using in our processes. We, we look forward to uh, covering those stories when they come along when the deals are done on Playstech. Uh, thank you uh, to Mike Sarunis and Roger Poirier from Hazelview for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you.